Welcome to the Film 7 Podcast. How are you all doing out there? I hope you're all doing good. My name is Andy and I've got here with me Jake. Hello Andy. Hello everybody listening today. How are you doing Andy? I'm doing much, much, much better than I was last week. How are you doing? Did you get, are you feeling better? I'm feeling better. Still recovering. Still recovering? Still recovering. I'm about 80% of the way. Damn. Uh, But I'm I'm here. Wow, that's I'm here a talk. long flu. You it has. It's been pretty much started as soon as I got back from holiday. So uh, it's it's been a while. Um, Andy, the, the the there's a word on the streets. Yeah. So um, we're recording this Saturday, but this this will drop on Monday. So it could be tonight if you're listening on Monday. The word on the street is we'll be getting the Rise of Skywalker trailer on Monday. On Monday night. So that's Monday night football in America mm. halftime. Maybe I mean I'm anything. Anything will be fine by me. I just yeah. Let let it come. Bring it on. We're ready. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm. I'm ready. just like give me the trailer now. We're ready. <laughs> like, yeah. I want to see clips. I want to see what we're the getting. Thing is, even if they didn't release the trailer, like everybody's still gonna go see yeah. this movie. <laughs> like yeah. Let's I thought they'll do it. My like maybe closer towards Halloween, but no. I think looking at their track record of all the like the Last Jedi and the Force Awakens trailers, it's yeah. always been this time in October. Um, on Monday Night Football. So it okay. makes sense. Oh, okay. Bring it on. Bring it That's on. That's all I say. Have you been watching anything? Um, no, this week, not this week. It's no. been a busy week. Busy um, week in work. Yeah, it's just because all I've been doing is just seeing documentaries rather than films. You're on a documentary thing at the minute, aren't you? Yes, yeah. I am. You know, it was before I was seeing old movies, now it's documentaries. Maybe next time, maybe next week I'll switch to something new but yeah seen a lot of document they have some very good documentaries on Netflix oh yeah dec- like if I want to watch documentary that's the place I go to yeah and very relevant you know because you if you on terrestrial TV the documentaries they show are just boring irrelevant stuff but these are like real questions that people are asking themselves today these documentaries go into that and it's really impressive I'm like I binge on them like you will start. You watch one episode. That one finishes. They're like, no, I want to know more. And now, even things I wasn't interested in, the fact that it's a Netflix documentary. These are not documentaries they bought rights to. It's Netflix produced documentaries. Originals. Yeah. Originals. It's called the Explain series. Like, even though it's not something I'm interested in, the fact that they break it down, I still watch it. So. It's, it's something I never knew Netflix had a thing for, and I'm really impressed with what I've been doing watching those documentaries this nice. week. Yeah, nice. I've also been on Netflix uh, watching a classic in preparation for Terminator Dark Fate. Ah. So I watched uh, last night the original Terminator movie. Mm. Man, does it still hold up. Oh. And I brought a friend around who'd never seen it. What? Yeah, I've got a friend who... Uh, so I messaged him saying, like, yo, are you? do you want to come with me to see Dark Fate? Mm-hmm. And he was like, I've never seen the Terminator movies. I was like... Yo, like, what? so I brought him around for Terminator One, and he absolutely loved it. He like it was, it was in, he was he even said, I expected that to be a lot worse than it was. Really? And I was like, man, this movie it was a great movie, so good. And uh, and rewatching it again, I'm like, in a certain light, it's sort of like a horror movie. Oh, he scared me. Yeah, Terminator you know I mean? scared it's, me. It's this unrelentless driving force of power that yeah. just does not stop. And in some scenes, the way that you know the camera is and the music, and everything, it's quite scary. And like, yep. it, it could in a way be classified as like a sci-fi horror. Oh, I totally remember the emotion I had as a kid watching Terminator, and it was fear. It wasn't thrill or adrenaline. It was fear. I was afraid. And you're right. 
the whole red screen looking through the eyes of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Then that time when he's plucking his eyes. Oh, and he's, yeah, that was great. Um, um, flips, when it, yeah, yeah, when he opens up his arm. His wrist, yes, and he's playing with those. That really freaked me out as a kid. So, no, it's totally on point that it's, it looks like a horror. That's how I felt as a kid. And, man, it's such a good movie. It's such a good movie. It's still, like, the pacing of it, yeah. the cut the cut of the... It's just, everything's oh, just great. It's so good. Then, two was even... Even better. Was even better. It was... It was I, I, for me, I thought Judgment Day was, was better. Personally, but it's I, a different type of it's film. It's a different type of film. They were They are both good. I think it's not one is better. It's which one do you prefer? Mm-hmm. I prefer the first one to the second, but I still love the second one. Yeah. But these are there were two great movies. Everything else after that is just oh yeah yeah. But w- I always look at the Terminator, the first two Terminator movies, very similar to the first two Alien films. Yes. Where the first one was a horror mm-hmm. basically, and the second one was more of a full out action Science, movie. Science fiction, yes. Yeah. Uh, and it's not like which which one's better. Is they're two very different tones of film. Yeah. Which one do you prefer? Yeah. It's just like. You know, to me, and I think when we're texting, to me, the film Dark, um, the Dark Fate, that's the name of the one coming yeah, dark, out. Yeah, yeah Dark to Fate. Me, dark Fate is Terminator 3. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, for, for me as well. Yeah, and, and I think uh, James Cameron's pretty much saying that as well. Yeah, just forget all that r- digital vomit that we saw yeah. in those other films. It's one, um, what's the first one called? The first one's just The Terminator. The Terminator, then Judgment Day. Day. Then Dark Fate. Dark, Dark Fate. Those are the three Terminator movies. And this is the Dark Fate is going to be the start of a new trilogy. Okay. So yeah, we'll get into that right at the end when we uh, talk about Dark Fate. But um, we've had quite a lot of comic book news, ND, this mm. week. So let's get into that right now. And that is the movie and TV news. Well, gentlemen, you had my curiosity. But now you have my attention. Na 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 Batman ND. Yes. We're finally getting some more movement on the Batman movie by mm-hmm. Matt Reeves. Uh, plenty of casting, plenty of exits, and also some comments from the Batman himself. Mm. First of all is Zoe Kravitz is playing Catwoman. It's official. It's come from Matt, Matt Reeves' Twitter as well. So what do you think of this casting? I can see it. Yeah, I can see it. It's... Yeah, she, she's, she is kind of person you'd cast as Catwoman yeah no qualms I just hope he can um, I just hope he can bring out the performance oh yeah 100% I think it's really funny because you know when you get a lot of these type of castings and it's released it's a lot of the time you see a war on social media oh I hate that oh I love that Mm -hmm. this one it was kind of like everyone was like yeah Yeah. makes sense yeah it it, it, it just makes sense it's like yeah you know yeah what are you gonna say like no she she has everything to be a great cat woman yeah and I think she's a good actress as well yeah I think uh, obviously I love Matt Reeves as director I think he can probably get the best out of her it's Mm -hmm. probably something he saw in her that was like that's the type of cat woman I want yeah and also you know and people it's there's also not a noise, lot, not a lot of noise about uh, the fact that she is of um, uh, ethnic race, mm-hmm. and that's because you know what? There's been two, there's been three black cat women in the past, yep. I think. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Well, there was. I mean, I only know the. There's Halle three, Berry. Halle Berry. That's the one. I- yeah. Which let's forget about <laughs> <laughs> that one. Um, but we also had. Um, man, I, I'm, I'm shooting myself because I can't remember the name. But she was on the original. Uh, Adam West series mm. as well. There was a black cat woman there as well. So uh, it's nice to see that this cast as well is quite yeah, diverse because we got Jeffrey Wright as Gordon as well. Yeah, it's just um, they've in the past that they had this thing about 
tigers and lions they had it was very ethnic mm-hmm. it wasn't very west western yes, yeah. so that's why most of those characters that have those attributes like black panther the cat woman they'll always be ethnic in yeah that it sense. just makes sense yeah it makes said. lot yeah but no i'm happy with this casting it just puts pressure on the director because we yeah. know everybody's saying okay it's good she's a talented actress it's a good character so if it messes up it's the director's fault mm-hmm. so but somehow in deep inside me i kind of feel this would be a good movie yeah i'm after the rise of skywalker mm. i think this is now my most anticipated film like coming up in the near future yeah um just well, because the premise of the detective noir story you know um now this is basically confirmation that we're now going to get we've heard rumors but this is basically confirmation that catwoman is in the movie mm. And I'm a huge Catwoman fan. I always like the chemistry between Batman and Catwoman. It, in it's almost it's they're very much like the Joker, but in a different sense. They're destined to do this dance forever, mm. sort of thing. Like they love each other, but they can't be together because but, of their moral codes. Yeah, sort of. You know, one thing. It's sort of like one thing I've note. I've, I, I want to know about this film though is who's the main villain. Well, that's the thing. Um, we'll get into that then. So we've had uh, Jonah Hill mm. exited from talks. So we heard yep. rumblings that he was uh, in talks. We didn't know exactly who he was going to be playing. There was rumors that it was going to be either the Riddler or the Penguin. Mm. That's no longer the case. Jonah Hill is out, out of out of negotiations. No reason why, but there's some again some rumors. Siri. Um, there's some rumors that it's they couldn't negotiate on his fee, so he probably mm. wanted a bit. Too much, much money, yeah. Mm, but here's the interesting thing about Jonah Hill. Um, if you remember um, The Wolf of Wall Street, yes. he took a pay cut just so he could work on that production. So he's not really, he's not, him in particular, he's never, he's been known to always favor the art than just the money and all that. So this, if it's true, if the rumors we're hearing that it was all down to money, it might be that he didn't want to play it in the first place, so he quoted a very high price that he knew they w- wouldn't meet. So if he fell out, it would be. It w- so if the film became a success, he'd be like, "Yeah, they couldn't pay me the money I was asking for." And if it, you know, so it's sort of maybe that's a get yeah. out of jail card thing yeah, he's played. I've heard that uh, Robert Patterson's uh, fee is five million, mm. and he wanted more than that. And Warner Brothers were kind of like you want more than the lead like sort of thing and then you get into muddy waters but anyway it's all in the past now yeah i don't even see him as yeah i mean i i love jonah hill i would yeah. have loved to seen him as a villain role i mm-hmm. think it's interesting i think it would have been an interesting take on because i think he's a great actor yeah i mean wolf of wall street he is pretty much a villain in that he's not a good guy is he mm-hmm. so i it would be nice to see that sort of role with like war dogs as well but on a more fantasy level you could say yeah but we do have a villain yes and that is paul dano has been cast as the riddler so as we know we now have catwoman yeah you could argue if she's a villain or not but the riddler is definitely a villain and we now have him yeah so we've got the riddler we've got penguin no penguin's not confirmed Okay, so we got the regular, but they were casting for the Penguin. Well, Peng- we don't know. This is all s- still all speculation. speculation and rumors and just what people have sort of heard. Okay. There's no actual confirmation. Nothing from Matt Reeves. Nothing from Warner Brothers. Yeah. When is this film ready? Uh, it's meant to come out July 2021. Oh, we still have a long time. Good 18, just over 
20 months. Ah, it's a long time in Hollywood. Because for all you know, this time next year, it could be a different director, different lead, different everybody. You know? Well, we'll see. Like, uh, as from what I've heard, they're scheduled to start shooting this November. Yeah. But you know how we heard the stories where creative differences, that they had to reshoot yeah. and all that kind of nonsense. But hopefully that won't happen because I think Warner Brothers, they deserve a break. Oh, yeah. And I, I'm happy they're doing that with the Joker. Yeah, I, I think, like what we've seen with the Joker, I think it would be best. Maybe not necessarily be best, but Matt Reeves has a vision. You know, I think he's come up saying, I have a vision for three movies. He's got a story laid out. Let him execute his vision. We Zack Schneider had a vision. You got involved in that vision, and you, he didn't get to fulfill that. Mm. And look what we ended up with. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So and the director of the Joker, yeah, I saw that interview. Todd, Todd, Todd Phillips. Phillips yeah. I saw that interview last night, and he said, "Yes, it was hard getting Warner Brothers to give him the fifty million dollars to make Get the film." The green light, yeah. But once he got the green light, they just left him. They left him to his own devices, and today they are making about five hundred million With pound 600 profit. Six hundred million dollars. So that's crazy. Oh man, I'm so happy for them mm-hmm. because it's about time somebody really competes with Marvel Studios. Oh yeah, 100%. And it's like I said, I think Warner Brothers just need to trust in these filmmakers, you know. On one on Marvel side, yeah, Kevin Feige is, you know, the the head of it, but at the same time he trusts the filmmakers that are making these films, the Russo brothers, Taika Waititi, you know. These people, they're still talented filmmakers and you can see their vision mm. in these films. Warner Brothers should take a note out of that book, not like copy them, but just trust the filmmakers to do what they want to do mm. because that has worked it's worked it has worked so wonder woman they pretty much let patty jenkins Patty exactly they left yeah and she you know she what she did so take the business out of the creative process i think that's that's what they should do and the times they've tried it it has worked the problem is the, the times it hasn't worked we probably didn't hear, <laughs> hear yeah. about the film so that's what we think i but, mean like look at justice league for example that film I f- forget about that film now because it's so um, it's so it just didn't hit on anything really. So disappointed. Very disappointing. Yeah. So disappointed. It's almost like you just wish it didn't happen. Yeah, it's just a Frankenstein of a movie. Yeah. Uh, but the last bit of news to come into the crew of the Batman, and that is composer Michael Giacchino will be doing the score. Andy, uh, do you know this guy? Nope. I am a huge fan of Michael Giacchino's work. I would say after Hans Zimmer and John Williams, he is arguably my favorite composer at the minute. Okay. Uh, He's done both uh, the latest Spider-Man films. He did all the Star Trek reboot films. He did did the Planet of the Apes movies. He did Up. He did Coco. He did did Inside Out. Uh, He also did Rogue One. Okay. So he's got a really good track record. I love all his scores. Excited. He did Doctor Strange as well. Mm. So I'm excited to see what he brings to to this side of the comic book genre. So the more darker right. elements. I mean, I'm not personally. I'm not more. I'm not into these composers. I don't know. The only composer yeah, you know I know. Me, I'm a huge score I, yeah, guy. Yeah, huge music guy. Well, you know, the only guy I know is Hans Zimmer and John and, Williams. And yeah. John Williams. And if I think deeply, I can maybe think of one or two more. But that's about it. So. Um, I'm just hearing about it, but from his CV, it sounds like we'll get a good yeah. I mean, I'm, to go. Uh, definitely between the two of us, I'm definitely the more score guy. Yeah. I, lo- I love my soundtracks. This guy is definitely one to look out for. He's doing some really good stuff. Really excited to see what he brings yeah. to the Batman. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Fingers but crossed. There's still time. There is still time. 
so the last bit of news on the Batman is Robert Pattinson, Bruce Wayne himself, has come out explaining, they asked him in an interview, why Batman in his eyes isn't a hero. And sort of the stuff that he um, was talking with Matt Reeves and why he initially wanted to do this character. So, quote, Batman's not a hero. He's a complicated character. I don't think I could ever play a real hero. There's always got to be something a little bit wrong. I think it's because one of my eyes is smaller than the other one. Um, what do you think of these comments and what he perceives of, of Batman for him? I mean, he's not said anything new. We've always known Batman has been morally questioned. Mm -hmm. he's the, 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 the concept of vigilante has is always been in question. So he's not said anything new. All I just I'm just saying is, you know, dude, whatever you're doing, just get your head down, stop with all the talking, and just give us something we can be proud of. Mm -hmm. You know, you now have there is a bar. You, you know, Joker has set the bar so high for you. So, you know, CGI is not gonna help. No, um, no. Choreograph well choreographed um, fight scenes is not enough anymore, and everything that a studio can throw at a film to paper the cracks, you know, the CGI or the soundtrack and all that, you know, will not work because Joker <clears throat> has just like, we, you know, like that quote, that um, reviewer said before he came out, there is before Joker and there is after, after Joker. Joker. So now in this after Joker age, superhero films, I, I'm curious to see the next superhero film that is gonna come out, see, what will the reception would be because now people have seen that oh superhero films can be more than just colorful people flying around and bombing everything and cracking silly and cracking jokes you know now it's it can be serious so i'm curious to see the impact joker will have on the next superhero film because it certainly will oh 100 um i think it's going to have more of an impact on everything outside of marvel if you know what I mean, because I think Marvel, within a certain sense, they have a formula, they know the tone they're going for, and they have an audience for that, and they have a big audience for that. Um, it, for me, it would seem off if Marvel did a movie like Joker. I think that Todd Phillips said, he says, we're not gonna do anything Marvel can do, we're gonna do the things Marvel can't do, mm -hmm. which makes sense, you know? There's a certain, because mm -hmm. you also have a brand to sort of protect in a way, mm. and you know it doesn't. You don't want to sort of make things that sort of stick out. Yeah. So I think with DC, 100%, keep doing movies like the Joker, you know, the Batman as we're talking about. I have 100% faith in Matt Reeves. Let him tell his story, uh, and he can do things that doesn't have to be constrained to a universe or whatever. Just let him make good, good stuff. And I think you please both people mm. basically. You know, you have. I'm a fan. I'm a huge fan of the Marvel movies. I know what to expect, and I go in there to have a good time. And maybe with something like the Joker, it's a different type of film. It's having a different impact on me. So yeah. cater it's very much like comic books. You cater for everyone. Yeah. You have different people doing different things. Some will fall off, some will stay on exactly. and follow you on the journey. Um yeah, I just hope I'm just I just want to see something from the next phase of the Marvel thing. Yeah, it'd be interesting because now we're moving into the Disney Plus yeah. area. Which and it has to be different from what we've had because if it's the same type of costumes, the same type of colors, the same type of storyline, people will get bored. Because mm. the kids that's there watching Iron Man and all that, they're now adults. Yeah, it's so crazy. It's yeah. crazy, exactly. So you got to switch it up a bit in Disney Plus. So if we get the same kind of story and look and feel that we've had with the movies... I kind of feel that 
the Marvel studio, the superhero side of it is going to peak and really drop mm-hmm. if if it's not if it's not revised before it's released. Yeah. Well, we look at companies like Amazon when they're doing things like The Boys. It's exactly. Doing things like that, as we've always said, is how you keep yeah, this genre ha- alive. Exactly. You have to kind of reinvent the wheel. Reinvent you know, the wheel. Do yeah. it in a different way. So remix I'm it. Remix it. Exactly. So and we're hearing things. As, well, I haven't seen anything yet because uh, it comes out uh, Monday. Mm. It comes out Monday. Um, this Monday we're talking. Um, Watchmen. And yeah. I'm hearing very good things that it's you know it's taking the superhero concept in a different way. Yeah. So I just hope that when Marvel, when the, these things co- start coming out. It's not the same as we've had in the same. Had before. before. Well, we okay. shall see. We shall see. I mean, let's stay on Marvel because the next yep. bit of news is on Marvel and that is Ryan Reynolds, mm-hmm. the Merc with the Mouth himself. Uh, he posted a picture on his Instagram uh, with a really funny joke saying he applied for the role of Anthony Stark before the security escorted him out of the building with a taser. <laughs> <laughs> Typical Ryan Reynolds. Yep. Uh, but behind the joke mm. is that he is at Marvel Studios. Yes. And it looks, I mean, it's a picture of him in front of the Marvel Studios banner. Mm. And I think it's a pretty obvious picture. And I don't think a company like Disney would allow him to post this picture without their sort of permission. Yeah. So I think this is a tease that, yes, Ryan Reynolds is in talks with Marvel Studios to bring in back Deadpool. Yeah, it, pr- yeah, it probably wasn't even his idea to take this picture. No, may have been a Disney yeah. exec that said, yo, we need to start sending the word. So, yeah, um, bring it on. Like, it would be curious to see how he plays with these it, characters. Yeah, it's going to be so interesting. Yeah, he's going to so take the pit. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> I think um, the writers of the character and I think even um, Bob Iger and Kevin Feige have said they want to keep Deadpool rated R. Mm. Uh, because, you know, at the end of the day, Kevin and Bob Iger, they're smart business people. They can see that the money is him being rated up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, when they released uh, Once Upon a Time in Deadpool, the PG-13 version. Did you see it? No. Exactly. Uh, yeah, because I, I, I don't wanna see a PG-13 Deadpool movie. Exactly. You know what I mean? like so I think they're smart enough to be aware the audience wants an R-rated Deadpool film because that is who the character is. But I'm happy if you wanna bring him in team-up films or other Marvel films that are not his solo films to keep it PG-13, I think that's fine because I think he can also play onto the joke. Mm, exactly. He can break the fourth world, and maybe he, like he says, oh, beep, and he's like, wait, I can't say that. Yeah, exactly. Why Something is that beep there? <laughs> so, you know, and he can just play on the joke. And, and nobody does comedy like Marvel. They know how to do it. Exactly. They have that formula. It was what used to annoy me with other studios because they tried to do it, but they couldn't do it. But Marvel, like Marvel, Marvel really has that thing tied down where they can put in a joke at the right time and it doesn't distract you from exactly. the story. And can you imagine the comedic force when you have the writers at Marvel and then you bring in the writers of Deadpool with Ryan Reynolds, who's also a really good comedy writer, yeah. you know, that he's so funny. That's going to just set up something spectacular. Yeah, I think. Deadpool is very funny. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, it's, yeah. So we'll see. We shall see. We shall see. So again with Marvel, as we said at the top, it's a heavy comic book week this week this week, and that is Kevin Feige. So he was the boss at Marvel. Yep. Now he's the emperor <laughs> at Marvel. He has been promoted to chief creative officer of Marvel. Not Marvel Studios, 
Marvel. Full Marvel stop. Entertainment. Full stop. So the TV series. He is in charge of the movies. Mm-hmm. He is in charge of the TV series. He is in charge of animation. He is also now in charge of the publishing, which means comics. Right. So let's put this in context. The guy who was responsible, you know, for those who don't know, the guy who was responsible for all those Marvel movies we watched over the past the MCU. MCU over the past 11, four, years? 11 years those 14 movies over the past 23 movies oh. 23 so movies the guy responsible for all those movies is now the creative is now the chief creative officer of Marvel Studios so now we can have a really immersive universe whereby you will watch the film then follow it to the comics, then from the comics you watch the cartoon, which brings you back to the film, sort of like how Star Wars is. That was what I was going to say. I think Disney looked at what Star Wars had and went, you know what? You seem like you're the perfect guy for the job. Mm. You know, bring him in. And like, I don't think it's a bad thing because it's not going to be like, oh, everything is just out of the water. You know, everything's going to get rebooted. Everything, you know, everything's going to change. I think it's going to be business as usual. For even from the comic side, but they will just have, you know, another guy to answer to. And I, I don't think Kevin Feige is going to be, like, heavily involved in, like, the comics and animation. I still think his main focus will be on movies and TV. But he'll just, you know, pop in the office, see what's going on. Mm. Eh, why don't you do that? Why don't you do this? Like, Well, you see, so one thing that, here's my thought. One thing, what really sets Kevin Feige and, you know, in my opinion, and the Marvel Cinematic Universe um, apart was their interconnectivity. Mm-hmm. Their inter- it wasn't just 23 movies. It was 23 connected movies. So it was... It's a big TV show. Exactly. It was a universe. So that interconnected thing was what... And it was the first time we were yeah, like that. that. Was, you yeah, know, yeah. People were literally going to watch films just to watch the post-credits. You know, whatever happens in the film, we always know what would happen. The villain will finally be defeated. The big deal was what to see at the end. Next. Of, what's next. next? Exactly. So... He has to bring that, and that's what set him apart. So if he does anything beyond that, his killer, that his eye for that visionary thing, whereby he can build something over the next 20, 30 years, he has to apply that to this his new portfolio. Mm-hmm. And personally, I think Star Wars has succeeded because yeah. of that. Yeah, I think in, it, it depends who you ask, because some, some Star Wars kind of fans uh, like me, I, I eat it all up. The books, the comics, the TV shows. Um, and I look at it as just different stories in different eras. Uh, some fans feel that it doesn't connect as much as they would like to. Mm. I, I get it. Some stuff you think, oh, okay, that's... But then again, you know, I don't expect JJ to be reading all of it. Yeah. yeah you know, that, that's, he's not going to read all those books. That's not his thing. You yeah. know, he's going to to make a great movie. Yeah, but it's just crazy. I mean, just back to Star Wars, it's just crazy that there is so much out there. Yeah, it's absolutely Star crazy. Wars. If all... Like, although the main things are the movies, the movies are the staple. And, yeah, movies and um, if you really want to understand the entire story, just watch the movies and the Clone Wars. That really, yeah, the TV shows, and, yeah, yeah, that really does it for you. But there's so many comics and books that, like, all those people you see on the TV shows, they have their own comics and their own, yeah, their own know? stories. So it's such a big universe, and um, it's not, it's not been done replicated. No, and I think. Like we said, I think Disney have realized they need someone to do that with maybe Marvel. So that's have this, yeah. So that's the thing. So that's why I'm saying that Kevin needs to bring that into this is new portfolio mm-hmm. to that connective. This universe. also it's also funny that um, this news came out a couple of weeks after we heard he's going to be working on Star Wars. Mm. 
So maybe this, again, we shall see. But may, for me, this maybe inclines that maybe he isn't going to take over the reins of Star Wars, and maybe it's just a, a one-off project. He's involved. He's the boss. Now. He's def. Yeah, yeah. But so, yeah, but we'll, we shall see. We shall see. As we but see. from past experience, it's in good hands. Yes, I think it's it's a smart choice. Yeah. It makes sense. The guys earn a lot of money. <laughs> you know. All right, so we're going to stay with Disney and we're going to pop over to a galaxy far, far away. And that is writer-director Tony Gilroy joins the Cassian Andor series at Disney+. Plus. So he's going to be writing and directing multiple episodes. Now, uh, for those of you who don't know, when you watch Rogue One and at the end of the movie it says directed by Gareth Edwards, that's only somewhat true uh, because Rogue One got heavily reshot uh, by Tony Gilroy because apparently it was a mess that film, uh, and it's a for me I thought it was very surprising how well that came out yeah. with all the production problems that happened. Mm -hmm. uh, Tony Gilroy, as we know, he's a great writer. He's a fabulous director. What interests me though about this is that he was brought in to save Rogue One, yeah. and he he has come out and said I have no interest in Star Wars. Uh, he's he's not that he's not a Star Wars junkie. He doesn't you know he's not that type of filmmaker he's not into that thing i was brought in to do a job i wouldn't do it again mm. here he is no wonder he tanked yeah uh and here he is coming no 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 so gareth edwards was the one that apparently so fixed it yeah. okay so Sorry. tony gilroy is the one who fixed it okay uh but is so he came in did the job he did the job well but and after his comments i find it interesting that he's coming back uh, to this character as well, and yeah, yeah I it's mean, interesting. Yeah, there's this thing called money, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you are uh, offered a lot of it, everything you've said in the past kind of disappears. So maybe that's what happened. <laughs> maybe Pro that's probably probably what, what happened. happened. I yeah. mean, it makes sense because he did fix. Yeah, you know, in quote comments, fix Rogue One with the production the production problems it did, and he delivered a. He really did. I mean, Rogue One, of those three movies that have come out in the modern era, Four. Rogue One, The Rise of Sky... Um, sorry, Rogue One, The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and... Solo. Han Solo. <laughs> I didn't... Solo is so irrelevant. It's not even in this discussion. But of those three main... Your favorite is Rogue One, yeah. Yeah. My favorite is Rogue One, followed by The Force Awakens. Then, you know, you know yeah. how I feel about The Last Jedi. So he really did a good job. Like, if it was as bad as they say it was... And the output, the final output was what we got with Rogue yeah. One. He really did a clean-up job. So he really knows his stuff. So it's good that he has come in for this. And the fact that he has worked with um, most of the people before. Yeah. Just helps. I mean, it's in a, it's the same character. It's you know, Cassian character. It's in a similar setting, similar era. So the, the, the Cassian we'll see in the series, it's going to be the same Cassian we'll, we saw in the Rogue yes, One. Yes, I believe... Because it's the same director. It's it's a, yeah, basically. So it's and I believe this takes place the series three years before Rogue One. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, I mean, it, it, once it's the same director and it's the same person, you're sure it's going to be the, the similar the sort similar of tone. tone and, yeah. 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 So yeah, I'm happy with that. That's coming on Disney Plus, and it's expected now to drop 2021, that series. Okay. Uh, so let's carry on speaking about Disney Plus, because they're splashing the cash everywhere. I can't believe how much money they are investing. So their overall um, budget for original productions mm -hmm. for Disney Plus at launch is $1 billion. That's how much they've invested in all their original content, which is 
crazy for TV to think that. Um, but the obviously the two big heavyweights of that are Star Wars and mm -hmm. Marvel. So we've heard now that Mandalorian had a budget of 15 million an episode. Per episode. Per episode. Totaling to, you know, just over 100 million. At, at its peak, Game of Thrones was, was 1 million. Was a million per episode? No, it was 10. Was it 1 or 10? It was 10. Okay. At its peak, Game of Thrones was 10 million an episode. You sure? It yeah. wasn't 1? No, no, no. It was, it was 10. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, this is... Ad par. Ad par. But that seems like a steal compared to the Marvel ones. 25 million an episode for the Marvel TV series. And wow. if they say that there's going to be eight episodes of Hawkeye, are you telling me Hawkeye's going to cost 200 million? 200 million for Hawkeye. That is it. For me, that doesn't make sense. Now, that 200 million makes sense for WandaVision because you're going to have some crazy effects in there. Uh, and in part to She-Hulk, okay. But 200 million for Hawkeye. Do you know if you, removed, if you removed Hawkeye, if you're an editor and you watched all those Marvel 24 movies and you deleted all the scenes with Hawkeye, you'd still tell the same story. Yes, yeah, you could, yes. You, yeah. You'd still tell the same story. I mean, he's a great, I, lo everything. I love the character. He's a great character and a great guy act playing the role, but dude, what they've done with him in the last 20, yeah, he, 23 movies maybe has a been... a bit shafted, yeah. yeah. they've just... Especially in the earlier ones. I think he sort of, they redeemed his sort of character in the, late, the last two Avengers movies, but yeah, the first couple... They, they just, yeah. there is so much potential with this character, this character of Hawkeye. So, like, if you um, asked me the year um, Iron Man 1 was released, who, okay, Marvel wants to do this thing. Who will be the characters? Hawkeye, I would have said Spider-Man, of course. I would have said Spider-Man. I would have said Hawkeye. I wouldn't have said Iron Man. No. Iron Man wasn't a big deal. I wouldn't have said Thor. Yeah. Okay, well, I may have said, personally, I may have said Thor, but I certainly wouldn't have said Iron Man. You know, I would have said X-Men, but X-Men was oh, yeah, already yeah. a thing, but I wouldn't have said Iron Man, and I would have said Hawkeye. Because but like he's, he's a core Avenger, yeah. Yeah, but like because you can pull it off, Hawkeye. Yes. That's that's why for me I didn't think Thor was possible because it's so out there. I thought no way are they going to do Thor. Mm. And, and well, look where we are now. But True. but still, uh, but yeah, two hundred million. Two hundred. I think for, for me, I don't know how much that money is going to be spent on that because it just seems a bit ridiculous. One like again, one division. I totally get. I totally understand. Yeah, but but this one. I if you know. watch Wonder Vision, well. WandaVision is set in the 50s, so that costs a lot of money. Um, and remember, this is Scarlet Witch. Um, there's multiverse stuff in there. And it's, there's a horror bit. The, the, that'll be the, the follow-up in the Doctor Strange movie. Yeah, I mean, it's just... Um, I can see you, like you, I can see why that would cost. But Hawkeye, what I... Like, most of it is CG. Well, yeah, and Falcon and Winter Soldier as well. They're getting 25 million an episode. Well, to be fair, it's good to see that the money is being invested in the quality of shoes in the shoes rather than just giving it to the shareholder you know so it's kind of cool to see but that's a lot of money for a tv show for a tv show and it's not even and it's on a streaming service and that, well, co that costs you 6.99 a month yeah it's amazing like how they've worked the economics of that and still been able to and they go yeah send this money yeah because there's these these are very clever people doing the budgeting. And oh yeah, they know what they're well, doing. Then, just look at it. Avengers Endgame earned three billion dollars. Do you know what I mean? They they would have got one billion of that money and gone. There you go. Throw that in the Disney Plus. Off one movie, they got that billion. We're not talking millions and billions. Billions and yeah, crazy amount of money. 
Uh, so we'll move on to the next story, and that is still with Disney, and that is The Lion King has not been submitted for Best Animated Feature for the Oscars. Um, this is an interesting story because when Lion King, before it came out, everybody we there's that war going on of like, is it live action or is it animation? You know, Disney sort of marketed it as a live action remake of The Lion King, but only in the whole film, only one frame mm-hmm. was actually like shot. The rest of it was uh, CGI. Oh, okay. I haven't seen it. You still haven't seen The I Lion King? I haven't seen it yet. I haven't just had the... I don't know. There's this thing about a movie. Mm-hmm. It has to pull you, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It has to pull you to the cinema. For some reason, it hasn't pulled me yet. And I know it's coming out on Sky very soon. So yeah. in my head, I'm like... You might as well wait I might for as well the just home wait, release. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, as somebody who has seen it, I mean... It's... Yeah, I think it would be kind of weird to see it nominated for best animated fixture because it's not quite animated if you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh but it's definitely not live action so it, it's a it's a weird one yeah but at the same time like did they really do anything that hasn't been done before um i thought it like i i have problems with in the film in, in the the story and the pacing of it and the way it was just reconstructed but the actual visual effects elements was stunning like it was it, at times it honestly felt like those are real lions man so like I mean, down to the eyes and you know the eyes is one of the things that gives it away a lot of the time when you look into those eyes you're like man i want one of those like, yeah i mean like but you know you who won it last year spider-man into the spider-verse right uh yeah but you could see why oh yeah it. i mean you know you could see that they what that they was were, another level exactly yeah. so you look at this movie and you're like yeah it's the cgi was done very well, but that is with available tech. There's nothing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, as well, you know, Spider-Man th- that won it because of the tech, but also it had a great story. It did. Okay. Uh, I think for me, it's going to be Toy Story Four that wins it this mm. year. You know, because yeah, okay, it's tech we've seen before, but man, is that film powerful? And yeah. Does it hit you? And it's the end and of Pixar, it. Yeah. And it's the end, so they might as well go out with a, with an Oscar. Exactly. You know. So. Okay, so there are ours with The Lion King. Uh, so our last story of the week is... This is a story. This is a story. <laughs> Get this, guys. All right, I'm, oh. I'm going to repeat this a couple of times. Andy's already broken down. <laughs> okay, I'm going to shut up now. All right. Okay, so listen, I'm going to say this twice, just so, just so you get this. A live-action Barney movie is coming from producer Daniel Kulaya. Just to, you know who Daniel Kulaya is? Daniel Kulaya is the guy from Get Out. Get the Out, black, the, the lead. The yeah. lead, the black guy from yeah. Get Out. Uh, and he's also Black Panther. Black Panther, the the, the, the annoyed guy in Black Panther. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That so, uh, and upcoming uh, Queen and Slim. Yes. Yeah, so, he, yeah, great actor. Love the guy. Um, but I'm going to say that again. A live action movie of Barney is coming from this guy. It's not coming from. I mean, producing. He's, he's producing yeah, he's this. He's producing it like I'm trying to dissociate him from me because <laughs> I love it. <laughs> now, we don't know anything else apart from like what the tone's going to be, what the story is. Like, we have no idea. How do we not have an idea? It's Barney. It's, yeah, but man, look, I'm going to throw this one out there. Give me <laughs> a rated R. Barney movie directed by Jordan Peele. I have Daniel starring in it. Give me, give me that, give, give me that us flavor. He rated our body. What's give he gonna it to do? Me. What's he gonna be? I'm doing? a sick guy. Selling <laughs> weed to the kids. He's a killer monster. He's a killer dinosaur. 
He's he, come back from the ice age. He didn't die in the ice age. No, he was on holiday. He was, he so was uh, slumbering in the cabin. Ah, so he didn't get it. So he just, all he did was he just turned purple yeah, and, and then green. He, yeah, and then eventually he woke up and was like, what the heck is <laughs> going on? I'm going to eat these people. Like, <laughs> okay, that cool work. <laughs> that sounds terrible. No, I, I have no idea. I mean, it's Barney, so you would think it's going to be, you know, targeted towards kids. But, you know, it, it I don't know. You could th- you, you don't know what could happen. I do. I mean, yeah. Because it's interesting that this guy's producing it. You yeah, know, you know, nothing I in this guy's career has shown that he's wanted to do Barney or animation or anything. Yeah, I kind of think it, like sort of for a younger audience. I kind of think like in the production world, there is like an eBay kind of website where you can go in there and just see the rights that are for sale. So you see rights to Barney, rights to this, rights to that, and they will have a price. Then you just click on the ones you can afford, add to cart, and you just buy, get the right to do it. Yeah, I kind of feel that see, because I don't know if he, somebody actually woke up one morning, you know, had a shower, brushed his teeth, kissed his wife and kids, sent them to school, came back and drank a cup of coffee, and decided, hmm, what will I do? I will make a live action Barney you know, movie. You know, it would be a great know. idea. What a live action Barney movie? Uh, who does that? <laughs> like what? Are you on? What? Somebody thing is somebody has said that. He said someone. A whole someone team. someone or, or some group of people yes. have you know, S- gone, you know what? Let's, let's have do a Barney. Live action they've done Sonic the Hedgehog, they've done Pikachu. Why can't we do Barney? Why not? Yeah, I mean at this point, why not? Exactly. You know, exactly. they made a movie about emojis. Exactly. yeah, why not? You, like, know, I, you know, the thing is I'm gonna hold my hands up because when they first announced they're gonna make a movie about Lego. I ripped into that idea. I was like, this is stupid. How on earth can you do a movie about toys, let alone about building block toys? And that movie is freaking incredible. That movie is one of the funniest movies I've seen in a long time. And so I'm going to be like, okay. You know, know you're actually right. You know, you're actually right. I may be embarrassed in a year's time for laughing at the concept of this movie. It's still so funny. It's funny, though, but you know, you're right. I never thought about the Lego movie. Yes, if you, if Lego movie wasn't out, and you, instead of Barney, you had live-action Lego movie coming out from producer Daniel Kuluya, I would have said the same. I would have laughed as hard as I've just laughed, you know? So maybe I might eat my words. And who knows? Who knows? That's and I mean. there's no shame in that. But as of now, but, it does but, look but, like but, a joke. But also remember, we did have an emoji movie. Which was terrible. Which was trash. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, kind of, we've had more terrible live actions than good ones, to be yeah. honest. You only see the good ones because they are good. The bad ones, you don't, it doesn't even you, get to you. Yeah, yeah. Get, get away from there. Yeah. Uh, so, that was a good note to end the news on. Uh, so, as we said up top, full of comic book news. But now we're going to head into the trailer park, which is, I would say, judging from all these trailers, the opposite end of the spectrum of cinema to comic book movies. Uh, and that's, we're gonna head into the trailer park. They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. That doesn't make sense. So the first trailer we have, ND, is from Disney, releasing on Disney Plus, and that is Lady and the Tramp, the second trailer to this movie. Hmm. I'm gonna start this one off. I, I really like this trailer. Yeah. I mean, it's it's everything you'd expect from a live-action version of Lady and the Tramp. I'm a huge sucker for dogs, and man, those shots with all those dogs and their cute little eyes, I was just, the entire trailer, I was Aww. just like, man, this is 
this movie is definitely going to be was, for me. And it, it was it, a sweet one. And it's going to break some hearts, mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely. Mm-hmm. But the movie looks great. It visually looks stunning. You know, it the I was always a bit hesitant about how the mouths are going to move with the dogs, but that looks fine. It didn't pull me out of the what I was watching. Um, it's you, you know you're not going to expect anything. They're not going to like remake this movie completely different. It's a Lady and the Tramp movie. And I've said this from the beginning, I'm not opposed to if any company can remake classics, it's Disney. Because Disney is a company for generations, and I think these are classics that they're just reimagining for a new generation. Because as sad as it might be to say this, some of the new generation don't quite fully appreciate the older art, whether it be due to story or lack of interest or just animation in general. Mm. Which is, it's a shame, but it is what it is. It is what it is, yeah. Uh, so Disney know this, and they have to modernize it for this new generation. And, you know, we've had some, you know, not great, great ones, mm-hmm. but we've had some really good ones as well. So, and from this trailer, I think this is going to be another good one. Yeah, I completely and totally agree with everything you said there. Like, I mean, the only problem I had with the trailer was it was too long and it's there to show it, sh- it literally shows the entire film from start to finish but it's a pg-13 it's, it's i don't even say it's sad I'd probably it's, say it's you or pg yeah, yeah exactly it's made for the people with the simplest um minds you know so um it looks great and you're absolutely correct disney i've stopped having emotions towards these um disney remakes should they or shouldn't they have that that debate has stopped in my head and following on from what you said, Disney is a generational company. My parents watched Disney shows. I watched Disney shows. And my kids will probably watch Disney shows. As well, and their kids will watch Disney. So it makes sense to sort of revive these, retell these stories with the technology of the day. You know, in 50 years' time, they'll probably remake this film with the technology of the yeah, day. No and doubt. Yeah, and to me, I don't know if there's any other company. Well, there are a few, but nobody... I don't know anybody that has the right to do that more than Disney. So no, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, this is it's great. I loved it. I loved it. It's just what it is. Yeah, for me, this is look. This is the type of type uh, type of movie I am gonna be watching in the Christmas time. Yeah, you know, you're chilling at home with your friends or family. Yeah. Well, let's watch a nice film. Put on Lady and the Tramp. Yeah, it, it does look well made. You're it's, right. Yeah. The CGI was off the top. You know, it was really good. Um, the cats, yeah, you said. Oh, the, the yeah, cats, we got yeah. our first glimpse of the Siamese cats. Yeah. yeah, they looked really good, didn't they? Like yeah. they, they didn't make them look like cats. They made them look, they looked like cats, but they also looked like something the, a, yeah, yeah, a bit like, quirky about them. Yeah, yeah, like shaved because those Siamese had been shaved. They've been shaved bald. Yeah. So these guys, um, they, it, it looked like it. So it, it's cool. Yeah, and I'm excited as well for Justin Theroux, who's voicing the Tramp, and for Tessa Thompson, who's voicing Lady. So you know, two great people I like. So. I'm down for this, man. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the next trailer we're going to get onto is called Bombshell, and it is starring an all-star female cast: Charlize Theron, Margot Robbie, and Nicole Kidman. Mm. Now, Andy, I'm going to let you start this one off because you actually. So this is based on true events. Yes, this is true events. So you know, I don't really know the original story, but you do. Yeah. So, so, so this is what happened in Fox. This is about what happened in Fox around 2016. Um, where there were sexual misconduct allegations uh, against Rob- Roger Isles. Roger Isles was the CEO of Fox News. And Megyn Kelly was a very pop- very popular 
TV host and you know there were some advances made towards her and it when the story broke out we now found out that um, there was this culture of chauvinism of bullying towards women of unwanted sexual predatory behavior from people at Fox News and so when Megan Kelly came that, that's when the story broke out and you know the fallout even till today the fallout is we're still learning more and there's still a fallout and people are demanding a couple of things so that's what the story is about and um, in my, when I first saw it I was like the story is still happening you know normally people make stories when the story has ended when the real story has ended and there is a conclusion to the matter and everybody knows what happened that's when filmmakers normally come out and make a film but to me i feel the fox news the whole thing that hap- that's happening there is still going on so the story to me feels a bit premature however one thing i do know they did very well because you don't you didn't follow the real story i did they did makeup guys they really made this act the, the actresses they really made them look like the real people i couldn't believe Charlize Theron, she looked exactly like Megan Kelly. The She's one, unrecognizable. She unrecognizable. She looked exactly like Kelly. And um, the, the one that didn't really look like... Is Margot. Is not Margot. It's um, Roger Isles, the, oh. the guy. That's not really how he looks, but you could see that that was makeup. Sorry, you could see that that was prosthetics. Prosthetics, yeah. But um, the makeup guys, they really did good. The film looks very well crafted, very colorful. I was come in my mind. I was like, "Why does everybody in this film look beautiful?" It's such a beautiful film. The men are very handsome. The women are very beautiful. The co- everything looks perfect. Then, yeah, of course, it's a film about showbiz, and showbiz is all about you're in front of the camera. You're in front of the camera, so it makes sense why everything looks so perfect. But um, it's a good film. It's one of those. This is one of the. You know the Me Too movement? This is one of the headliners of the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. So it's a story that should be told. You know, I have no problem. My only problem was that I think it should have waited a bit for all the conclusions to have. The Roger the Roger Isles guy is dead now. Mm-hmm. He lost his job and he died. So you probably see that in the film. But the allegations are still the things, the culture, I, as I've heard, I do not know. Please do not sue me, for Fox. As I heard... You know that the culture there's still the culture of that bullying culture towards or that thing towards women still going on there so that's what i think about it nice i mean yeah it's pretty well explained if you ask me so i mean the first thing i have to say about this film coming from someone who doesn't know the original story yeah. but it's like you always say uh the reason people don't know about a certain topic is because not enough films are made about it yeah and i think uh, a topic like this about you know the uh, sexual allegations within the workplace especially in the entertainment business mm. uh, is a story that needs to be told yes. so the because we know that this stuff happens because we're in the entertainment business mm-hmm. but the casual people don't you know they hear about it in the news but they don't know how far it goes they mm-hmm. don't know how deep it goes mm-hmm. uh, and I think this is an important film to release so to get that movement out there now aside from the political aspects of that this movie looks great. It does. It, it looks it looks very well shot. Uh, like you said, the, the, the makeup and prosthetics and the costume design looks spot on. Mm. Like especially Charlize Theron, she looked like we've said unrecognizable. Like I couldn't believe like because I knew I saw on the thing who the character she was playing, but then when she actually came on on the screen, I was like, wait, is that? Mm-hmm. You, I had to really look and go, 
man, that's that they is know, that's that's Charlie's own. Like they did a good job. In fact, like immediately the trailer came on, I was I said to you, I don't know if you heard, I said to you, that's Megan Kelly. Yeah. They really did a good job with the it's, makeup. It's so. crazy, yeah. And you know, the whole cast, you know, is amazing. I love Margot Robbie. I love um, Nicole Kidman as well when she's in these yes. type of roles. Nicole Kidman was great, wasn't so, she? So you know, it, two thumbs up for me. I'm excited for this film. You know, we should. This is on Netflix, isn't it? Uh, I believe so. Wait, um, let me find out. If it's not on Netflix, we need to watch if this, the makeup from this film will be nominated for an Oscar. No, it's not on Netflix. It is coming out in the theaters. So it's from Lionsgate. Right, we, I'm interested in the makeup and costume for this film. And let's see, let's see if they will be nominated for an Oscar for this. It, I because mean, so far it could do. Yeah, it, it has everything. Do. It's relevant to the time with the whole Me Too thing. It has Oscar people, i.e. no scandal in the last 12 months. So that's, you know, Oscars, they got to check these things. And the acting would be great. It looks great. And I don't see, they might get or not, they might get a nomination. So curious. But I'm really impressed with the makeup. Oh, yeah. You, so is this one to watch in the cinema for you? Because I know the real story. I don't know if I'll still watch it. I know what happened. Mm -hmm. I do not, I haven't decided. Okay, so, I haven't decided. so TBD. Yes, TBD. I might see it in a cinema. Might. I might, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm still on that fence as well. I'm not too sure yet. Mm. I mean, it's definitely interesting enough to watch in the cinema, but we'll yeah. see. Yeah, we shall see. So, uh, the next trailer that can definitely be an Oscar hopeful is Amazon's The Report, starring Adam Driver. So, this is, again, the second trailer to come out from this movie. I believe we also yes, reviewed we saw the, the first, first one. one. Yes. Uh, we both said from the first trailer, this looks awesome. Uh, it's a story that is, again, you know more about yeah. this story. So why don't you, again, yeah. give a little brief explanation about yeah, this This one. was the story that broke up, that, that broke out j just after the Gulf, while Bush was still president. Mm -hmm. And we found out that a lot of the confessions and a lot of the stories that were coming out from Guantanamo were coerced. They came out from torture, mm -hmm. most especially waterboarding. Now, I don't know if you've ever been waterboarded. Not Maybe. personally. Yeah, I mean, I have like <laughs> friends just yeah. messing around. It's the most, it's one of the most cruelest things ever. It's just, it's, you know, it's it's not good torture. It's very bad, but not just the waterboarding, the sleep deprivation, the, you know, the hunger. There was a lot of um, unsanctioned yeah. methods that were- Forced convictions. Forced, that, yeah, they were used to bring out confessions from these guys. That may have not been true. Yeah, that may not have been true, but you know, you can't torture people to confession. Everything they will once you start torturing people, they will say whatever they need to say to stop the torture, whether it's true or false. So and once a lie comes in, it throws all the truths in doubt, you know. So and these things were people were convicted out of these um confessions. So this is the the reporter that broke the story oh. out and, and all that. It was big deal. Nobody even knew. In fact, when it came out. A lot of people didn't even know what waterboarding meant. You know, it's sort of like a military term. You don't, you, you, there are some terms you don't even know what it means. Then now, like, then when it was, when this story came out, everybody now knows what waterboarding is. Waterboarding is now in pop culture, you know, but it wasn't always the case. This was the story that brought it out. Which is crazy. I mean, on the film itself, Adam Driver looks spectacular in the role. Mm. And I just have to give credit to Amazon. Yes. Really, for trusting in this film, making this film, and you know, having the balls to go, no, we believe this could be an Oscar contender. Release it in the cinema as well. Mm. 
you know, if there is that battle. We, it's, it's, we, we are yet to see what's going to happen this Oscar. But this is that year where we will know. Because now that Scorsese, this is the, not just this one, but the Scorsese film is going to be on. The Irishman, yeah. The Irishman is going to be on Netflix. Netflix, you know. So this is not just. The Academy can't ignore can't. Scorsese. You can't, you know exactly. I mean? like, exactly. How, what are you going to do? Not give Scorsese an Oscar? Are it, you mad? Exactly. <laughs> uh, will Spielberg tell Scorsese, I don't think your movie should deserve an Oscar? Exactly. Exactly, right? What are we saying? There we go. We're getting into muddy waters then. So, I, you know, as we, they have to acknowledge this now. This is, yeah. the, this is the year that the Oscars will go, it's, it's part of it now. Yeah. And it's part, yeah. Man, who the chess players at Netflix, they've played like some very deadly Yeah, uh, Netflix, uh, def- Netflix are definitely going to come out the winners yeah. uh, this year. Uh, but again, I have to give credit to Amazon. You know, yes. they definitely have a contender. Oh, yeah. You know, with yeah. this movie. Yeah, I mean, if it was... I think if... Beyond this movie, if it was this movie, I think the Oscar would have been... It would have been easier for them to ignore if it was just this movie. But just The Taxi Driver, a three-hour film from Martin Scorsese. Oh, Irishman. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, The Irishman. A three-hour film from Martin Scorsese with Robert De Niro and Joe Pesky and... His, you know, his band of brothers. Exactly. You know? oh, man, and also, you know, a Marriage Story, which we're going to talk about in a bit as well. Yeah, like, you're like, you can't ignore this, this platforms anymore. The Academy cannot ignore the platform. You will just be like the League of Nations. Do you know, do you, did you ever hear of the League yeah, of Nations? Yeah. yeah, before the UN. You mm-hmm. know, you just die out, become irrelevant. Yes, exactly. Next Stuck you know, in the past. Exactly. Next thing you know, one company is just going to come out and be like, you, we're going to have an Oscars, an online Oscars you tune in online and the Oscars the main Oscars becomes very irrelevant and these would be the winners so we shall see but yeah as we said definitely a contender so uh, more contenders for Oscars and that is the lovely Meryl Streep in her new film The Laundromats now when we when me and Andy watched this trailer we were like Oh boy, this is this is a. I mean, it's Meryl Street. Yeah. This is going to be a killer film. But we're like, when does this come out? And we're like, wait, this has already come out. <laughs> yeah. so it's on Netflix now. Yes. to stream. We haven't seen it yet. It came out yesterday. It came out yesterday. So well, so that well, you're What's listening to this on Monday. Ah. So this would have come out Thursday. No, Friday. Friday yeah. would have yeah. come out. Uh, so the laundromat is available to stream now. But Andy, what do you think of this trailer? Meryl Strip. That's all you need to say. Yeah. That's it. This That's movie all. looks amazing. I mean, she's, she's not only Meryl Streep, you have Antonio Banderas, you have Gary Oldman as well in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not too sure. Ex- it seems like it's a money laundering. It's about money laundering. laundering. Mm-hmm. Meryl Streep's almost playing this uh, innocent old lady, but really she's behind it all. Oh, is she behind it? I think, she what probably, I, g- I, think, I think she's either behind it or she accidentally gets involved. Oh, what I thought was happening was that she uncovered it. Maybe. I thought that was what maybe, happened. That was, that was what I got from the trailer. The thing is, I'm sh- maybe this is the film where we we got the because it's based on the true story, is it? Is it not? I think so. Yeah. Maybe this is where we got that term uh, money laundering because she was a laundromat. Yeah, because obviously you know what money laundering is. Yes, yeah. You know, so maybe that's where we get the that. Maybe that's where this the term comes. From. The term comes from. It will be interesting to see. But it looks amazing, Meryl Streep. I don't know. It's incredible that she's British. I, I like, don't. How do you? Be, and she I, I, and she plays that American accent. Like and like this accent as well. It's so specifically it's, yeah, American. Yeah. Like I, I, 
I'm terrible with American accents. Like I know New York mm. and I know Deep South. Other mm -hmm. than that, <laughs> I'm not very good with accents. But I don't know what state this from. But it's very specific American. It's not just an American accent. Yeah, I mean, she is. I, we need to. We need to value and hold that lady for as long as we still have oh, her yeah. on everything she does just bring it all in yeah you know it's one of the reasons why when the cats we don't talk about it oh, anymore cats, on the show, yeah. that came out i was so disappointed because this guy is only with us for how many more years and he should be is that ian mckellen yeah he's only with us for what you know i'm not saying and, um, this in a bad way judy dench as well as yeah there. these yeah. are people that like you know why we want yeah. yeah yeah like this is not what we want to remember this, the, them the know. laundromat is the stuff we exactly. want exactly this is kind of thing we want our aged our older actors to be doing you know because we don't have you know but so I'm really looking forward to this yeah, film yeah I'm so looking forward to it it's not coming out in theaters oh, I'm not looking forward to it it's out already I'm oh, so it's, looking yes, forward to it I was still it. looking forward to it uh, but it's interesting that you know this one they've decided no we're just going to make a great film with Meryl Streep but it's not going to be like an Oscar type of film. It's gonna. It's a different type of movie, and I, I like that Meryl Streep. Even though she's like a thespian actress, she can do it all. Yeah. She can. She can literally do it all. She can do this. I mean, the tone from this movie looks like a uh, action undercover mystery, but it's got a lot of uh, slap. Not slapstick, but a tongue-in-cheek sort of comedy to it. Uh, almost like a, um, a Guy Ritchie sort of tone. Hmm. I always saw, I don't know, maybe I didn't see the trailer very well. I saw it as more a whistleblower kind of thing. I saw yeah, it, yeah, yeah, I saw I it see like that. that. Well. You know how that, you know that Mark Ruffalo film we reviewed, the one where he had, he's put on some weight to oh, play yeah, the lawyer. Oh, yeah, yeah, I kind of, but that one was more serious. This yeah. one is more lighthearted. I kind of saw them, in the same, maybe I didn't see, the, I've only seen the trailer once. Yeah. Maybe yes, I didn't I see mean, I, Yes, I got like a Guy Ritchie sort of feel. Yeah, yeah. I'll I, I probably, I'll watch it today, actually. Yeah, we'll rewatch it. And but it's, it's, um, yeah, it's, 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 we'll, we shall see, but I lost my thought there. Don't worry about <laughs> it. So we'll get into the next and final trailer of this week, and that is Marriage Story, starring Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver. And, you know, I didn't know about this movie at all. I didn't know it was coming out. I just saw this trailer. Okay, cool. This one... Oh, I just remembered what I was going to say to you. Okay. Actu yeah, sorry about this. Sorry about this. Now, you said you um, this would have been a cinema movie. I've noticed there are a lot of this type of movies on Netflix where some of these big known stars, they've done some films in there and there are no trailers anywhere. They like, just drop. They just drop. You know, like I was telling you about Suburbia last week. Mm -hmm. That has Judge Cloney, Matt Damon, um, Kate Ross, you know, has some really good actors. And it's a very good story. It was directed by Cloney. There is The Tall Grass. We reviewed it on the show. Oh, yeah, Stephen oh, King, yeah. It's a really good film as well. It has some really well-known names. So they, these kind of films are beginning to come up on Netflix, whereby you see one of these actors that you, you normally, every time they are in a production, you, they are normally in the theaters. Mm -hmm. You see them in these Netflix films. And yeah, also no look at um, Helen Mirren, who's now doing Catherine the Great on HBO. Exactly, yeah. yeah. That's on Sky. Yeah, on exactly. Sky, yeah. yeah, so, yeah, those things are coming up. So, you really need to keep an eye because what will happen is, and this happens to me, like, I see, I watch a very good film 
like on Netflix, and I'm, I look at the year it was made, and I see 2018 or 2017. And I'm like, like, how did I, how miss, did this? I yeah. miss this? I, it does yeah. ha- all the time. It happens to me. So it's um, that's why shows like this is kind of cool, so that people know what to watch. Mm-hmm. But there is so much good stuff out there, and um, you really need to have a place to get that information. And Netflix is the place now at the minute. And going to Marriage Story, another Netflix movie. Man, this is, you know, I said for a long time uh, since I've seen the movie, Joker, I think, is my favorite film of the year. I think it's pretty much, for me, uh, you know, it's Oscar worthy. I think it should win Best Picture. Mm. I said the only movie that I think could contend for it for me is The Irishman. Yep. But now seeing this trailer for Marriage Story, man, this one, I think, this one could actually win it, I think, in terms of what the Academy looks for in a best picture mm, mm, okay mm, mm. just because of all the controversy this would be the safe option yeah just all the controversy surrounding joker and stuff like that i don't know if it will win it mm. um this one i think could i think this one actually has a high chance i haven't seen the film yet so i can't comment but man this film looks amazing powerful 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 performances from scarlett johansson and adam drive i've said it this guy is the actor to get today, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Scarlett Johansson just proves she's not just a lady in black tights. Exactly. She, was she is an actress, mm. first and foremost. Uh, and the story, you know, um, I can speak from experience. I am a child of divorced parents. Andy, you, you've never experienced no. that. You know, it is challenging at times. And for this looks like it tells a story in a very deep way. Mm. Uh, you know, there's a shot in the trailer where the parents are walking in opposite directions and then their kids Child's in the middle. yeah he oh. holds them and he won't let them go uh, or the, the other shot where the, the character of Adam Driver kneels sort of bends down to hug his son and he just runs past him and you're mm. like whoa man so there's a lot of imagery in this trailer that I'm like I think this one could probably do it man what, what do you think no I totally agree with you this is a deep film I couldn't move from my seat when I was watching the trailer it, it got me and you know I you know like you said I didn't experienced that but i've heard stories of how the impact a divorce has on a, on a child and um <clears throat> it looks like this film is really going to explore it and um it looks like it was well crafted it was just it, it's a very deep film it's nothing they didn't take it lightly they didn't no. take it lightly they didn't treat the topic like it's just a job they they kind of felt like these are people's lives and people are going through this they handled it with this a lot this of is care. a real life story, yes, sort of thing. Yes, exactly. No distractions. This is, from the looks of it, the cinematography was made not to distract you. No, there, there would, I don't it's think focused on the performances, on the performances and the characters. There will be no crazy shots of a camera doing no. something crazy. Nah, it will just be the story and the characters, and it's just what film kind of is supposed to be when you strip away all those things. And I'm really looking forward to it. No, this one is certainly for me, certainly cinema. Yeah, I'm definitely oh, seeing this one cinema. in the cinema. Although it's out on it's Netflix. Yes, it's Netflix. So it'll be in cinema for two weeks before dropping on the service. So three of the four films we've reviewed this week in the trailer park are streaming from streaming services. Four. Lady and the Tramp is also on Disney Tramp. Plus. <clears throat> so four of the five we've reviewed this week are from streaming services from Netflix Amazon. and Amazon. And okay. nothing from Apple. Yeah, nothing from Apple. It's like, and the thing is, like, I, I know what you're gonna say, and it's not just 
the the amount of content; it's the quality yes, of exactly. content. Like. Exactly, it's just it's really really good stuff. Back in the day, you'd only get one or two of these movies a year. Now these streaming services are pumping them out every week. <laughs> Dare I say every day? Yeah, you every know, week, every Friday. Every f- there's something new on Netflix. Something yeah. new, and it's like, whoa, man! Like so, I'm an Apple. Hasn't yet delivered they're, my they're phone. They're still playing catch up. Yeah, my new. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know they've not even given me my free pass because my phone is still in the post. A month later, I ordered it a month ago. Still haven't got it yet. That's crazy. I know, right? What takes a month these days? But to be most, to be serious, like, see the heights these guys, Netflix, Amazon, and Disney are going, and Apple is still playing cute, doing us, you know, very stories that don't impress anybody. And I'm really fearing for them that d- this would be, yeah. you know, everybody sees Apple as this successful company. Everything they touch, touch turns to go. But no, they've had some big failures. They have, yeah. Big, big failures in the past. And, um, you know, you know, I know some people that work that that work um, in some productions for Apple. And so, um, for their sake, I'm hoping they improve. No, I think... Yeah, we're not trying to be like against Apple or negative comments to Apple. I want Apple to succeed because at the end of the day, good content is good to content. Us, the consumers, we all win. Yeah. So I want them to have good stuff, but at the minute, you know, they're just not getting me with the some stuff looks somewhat okay. like like okay and like maybe one. I think it was like the for all mankind thing. I thought okay, this actually looks kind of good. But it's not on the scale of the trailers we've just reviewed, yeah. where it's like, oh, I can't wait to watch this. Oh my God, this looks amazing. Oh, who, look who they've got to direct. Look who they've got to star in this film. Exactly. You know what I mean? You, you uh, they're, and they're, they're hyping it to be Oscar-worthy films by releasing it in the cinemas. And, you know, this Th- That's stuff. the level they are on yeah. now. They are producing Oscar-grade quality. You know, and you were telling me that you were showing me a video, a three-hour video that yes. Disney released, <laughs> a three-hour video of all the trailers, which contains all the trailers yeah. that will be. Up so on it, it's not it's not actually all the trailers. Mm. It's it's just all like little clips, anything from like twenty to thirty seconds of every single piece of material that's gonna come on Disney Plus at launch. At launch. And this is a three-hour and seventeen-minute video. Wow, that's at launch. Just what they have. This is oh man, and so that's impressive. Yeah, that's you know hugely impressive. Love or hate Disney, that's impressive. That's impressive, man. <laughs> it's like I don't know if any other company. No, I don't think at launch anyway. I don't think yeah. Yeah, you know, other company can have that. No, maybe HBO. Yeah, maybe yeah. Maybe HBO. Maybe HBO. Yeah. Apart, yeah. Apart from that, like nobody else. But that's the game that Apple wants to play. And they are way, 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 way below what, what I would they have expected. Are, like I said, they're playing catch-up. Yeah. You see these Oscar quality things? I would, you know, when we... There was one of these trailers we saw today. When is the, the family one, the divorce one? The uh, marriage story. The marriage story. Yeah. For some reason, the first few seconds, I thought it was going to be... You um, were, yeah, you yeah. said you were praying it would be Apple. Exactly. <laughs> I just thought, you know, just give me something because I wanted to succeed. But... Nothing yet, Apple. If you're listening, man. Come on, Tim. Come on, man. What are you on? But yeah, just uh, so Marriage Story from Netflix. Uh, Can't wait for that one to come out. And as we said, that is a cinema film for us. 
So that is it. Our stay at the trailer park now comes to an end, and we go into the next segment, which is what's coming. You could ask yourself a question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? Sandy. Little tiny indie movie coming out this week. Terminator 3. Terminator Dark Fate, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger oh. and bringing back the badass Linda Hamilton. The original strong female character. Well, not the original. With, no, Ripley, Ripley. Came, came out a few yeah. years before, yeah. but well, Linda Hamilton soon followed. Ripley, she's, she's in the same category. Yeah, Ripley and Sarah Connor. Yeah. Belong to the Lara Crofts uh, of the 80s. Of the 80s, Lara Croft, every strong. Like, I love those two women a lot because they were like the. The powerhouse. The power. I mean, like, so Terminator 3 is coming out this week. And I'm so pumped up because it looks like this is. Not to be mistaken with that awful Terminator 3 that originally came out. Yeah, to me, those ones did not exist. No. This is back to the basics. This is back to the original story. It has David Cameron. Yes. Sorry, uh, James, James Cameron. Cameron. Sorry. It has James Cameron back at behind the scenes. It has Arnold Schwarzenegger. It has the right people. Tim Miller. Yeah. You know, directing. He yes. Know, he, he knows his visual effects. He knows how to direct action. And then if you have James Cameron, you know, the producer yes. whispering in your ear, he knows the law yeah. of Terminator. So for me, it's it looks like a winner for me. The trailers look great. Uh, it looks action-packed. Uh, the cinematography looks great. I think I'll be emotional. I think I may cry in that film. Oh, wow. Yeah, because it's, it's this is my childhood. Well, yeah, it's yeah, your childhood, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, this is, this is... I mean, I remember where I was when I saw I'll Be Back. I really yeah. I'll Be Back. Yeah, I literally... Come with me if you want to live. Yeah, you know, I know where I was stat. And I saw that for the first, second, third to the tenth time. I know, I know, I, you know, so it's going to play back all those beautiful childhood memories, just seeing them again. And one way or the other, I'm happy that, that um, what's her name? Sarah Connor, what's her real name again? Uh, Linda Hamilton. Hamilton. I'm happy she somehow kept fit. Oh, yeah. I mean, she, from the looks of it, she had to keep incredibly fit for this role. There's yeah, I mean, like, on, like, for example, you know, you know, they're doing Top Gun. Yes. And Maverick. Yes. Have you seen, you know, the. the Val Kilmer? Not Val Kilmer, the lady, the leading lady in the original. Oh, yeah. Tom Cruise's love interest. Yeah. Um, you need to. I'm not. Uh, this will sound, make me look like a terrible person, you know, saying this on a podcast. But what you need to do is to go and watch, um, see a modern day video of what she looks like. Right. Today. Okay. So she's so maybe let herself go a bit. Yeah. yeah. So she definitely could not play the original. She mm -hmm. could not reprise her role. Mm -hmm. But I'm just happy that. She was in a shape where she could, um, Sarah Connor was in a shape where she could reprise the role. So it's just original, and uh, even, and I'm just gonna get very emotional watching it because it's not just a film for me, it's, it's my childhood it's your nostalgia, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm so looking forward to Terminator, 3. yeah. I mean, I'm super excited about it. I've always loved the two, the first two Terminator films, like we set up top. I actually think. Judgment Day for me is one of the best science fiction movies ever made. Period. Yeah. You know, for me, it's up there with like Aliens, Star Wars, and Star Wars, and even I. Star Wars for me is more fantasy. Okay. I, I don't really put Star Wars in the sci-fi category right. for me. Uh, I can see why people would, but. Uh, but yeah, so the fact that they are coming back to that story from the first two, and taking off like basically starting from Judgment Day. Yeah. Uh, James Cameron's back 
Tim Miller is behind the camera directing. I love him. I think he does, like I said, incredible action work like he did with Deadpool. Uh, he knows his visual effects as well, running his own visual effects company. So it's going to look great when you team that up with James Cameron and, and the big visionary. On tech. Yeah, he's yeah, a, big tech he's a visionary on yeah. tech. I think we're going to see some stuff we maybe haven't seen before yeah. in visual effects. Which they've not exposed in the trailer, which exactly. is cool. Exactly. So I think we're going to get some big action scenes that you're going to be like, oh, so this one for me is definitely, definitely cinema experience without a doubt. Uh, and I, I just hope it kills it. I hope it's really good because they said this is a start of a new trilogy and I want this to succeed. If That, that means probably Sarah Connor and Swashing are going to die in the film. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, you, in the trailer, you saw some tension between them. You, I think uh, Sarah Connor says at the end of this, I have to kill you. And he's like, I know. <laughs> I wonder what happened. I wonder how what happened because he went into the furnace. Mm -hmm. Didn't he? He went into the furnace, didn't he? So... Okay, but his hand, though. Maybe they made him from his... I don't know. That's Because he's old as well. He's it's old, like, It's like yeah. he's grown up, like he's aged. Yeah, yeah exactly. And so they're going to have to explain that. And I think this film assumes those crappy movies didn't happen, right? Oh, yeah. Anything after Terminator 2 mm. didn't happen. Didn't happen. Yeah. So this literally picks up from the end of Terminator 2. Yeah, I don't know how close, so, but it's, yeah, it's after. I mean, it's the same story. Yeah, continues so, the story. Yeah, yeah so it's just... Um, they will have to explain that because he literally, we saw him go into the, the furnace, furnace and die. So we'll see how it will. But I'm sure they will do it. I'll be back. I'll be back. Maybe. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the show, Andy. Yeah. Um, where can the good people find you? Yeah. Uh, well, you can find me uh, on Instagram and Twitter at Sweaty Jake. And where can the people find you, Andy? I'm on Twitter at Unduaj, which is at N-D-U-A-J. And you can find us, Film 7 Podcast, on Facebook, Instagram, at Twitter, at Film 7 Podcast. Uh, give us a like, give us a follow, and check out our, all our other episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all major streaming services. And the best thing about it, it's all free. So until next week, guys, see you later.